From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 545. Today's show is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Happy New Year, Brad. Happy New Year, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. I Until I started reading the intro, didn't realize mm-hmm. that last week's episode was not in 2023. <laughs> it was still in 2022. I will admit to being very confused when you said Happy New Year, Brad, because we just spoke last week, and I literally had to look at the calendar. I was like, huh, Mike is right. <laughs> it is the mm-hmm. new year, and uh, even though we've only spoken uh, a few days ago, it was uh, it was in that old year that we, uh, we are no longer going to discuss. We're going to discuss 2023, Mike, all the things that are coming down the pipeline. We're going to talk about my theme uh, for the year of 2023, and we're going to talk about uh, some classic, classic topics that I can't wait to dig into. Well, first up, should we talk about the scribble pen? <laughs> we absolutely should talk about the scribble pen. When can, when should we not talk about the scribble pen? I feel like it's just mandatory, right? Yep. So this is a hilarious thing. I was checking my RSS reader yesterday, and I was on Mac Rumors, which is a website that I use a lot for my Apple Focus stuff. And they referenced Apple getting a patent for an Apple Pencil that can sample color from real-world surfaces. (laughs) This is the logical conclusion for this technology. (laughs) Is it, though? I I feel like it's not. Because, what was it, last year, we actually saw, like, the mechanics of, like, the ink-changing version uh, do you remember those videos oh, that I yeah, got sent? Oh, yeah, of course sent? I do. I that mean, wasn't just... a logical conclusion. That was an illogical conclusion. <laughs> but they're still trying, so I don't know how the we can like, but drop a conclusion. But it's not going to work, Brad. We went through it's, this already. It's not going to work. It's, it's really, really not going to work. But now Apple, well, maybe if they're thinking about this digital idea, right? Which is, let's let's be honest, this is not a, a new idea, right? But the Apple putting a patent on whatever technology they want to come up with to solve this problem if, if we're even going to go that far of yep. pointing a device at an orange peel and pulling it up digitally okay well you know e- apple's got a pretty good track record of solving problems like in the this in would the be a really realm. great feature for an apple pencil like you, like people are saying like what apple pencil 3 might be and like this kind of right. thing would be genius now the thing is this is just a patent so you know Stuff like this may never happen, right? Like, but they just they just patented because it's an idea that they had. They also filed a patent in June 2020 for a very similar thing, which mm-hmm. would suggest that they maybe are getting closer to it because they've they in 2020 they filed a patent for a computer system with a color sampling stylus. Okay, that was, and now they've filed another patent for this type of technology. Mm-hmm. And so that could suggest that they are maybe zoning in on what it can and can't do and how they want to how they want it to work. Um, like now it's like an optical sensor for color and texture, right? So like it could that it's basically like a little yeah. camera. So you could say, you know, you're saying your orange peel, like in theory, mm-hmm. right? You could use that sensor and then you could like paint what is effectively an orange peel with the right. bumps in it and stuff. So this is, a, I think, would be a very smart thing for them to do. I think would 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 be a really cool product with a really cool demo, right? Like that was the whole enticement of the scribble pen in the first place. It has a cool demo. So, do I think they will do this? I think 
it's very possible that they will do something like this. Yes. Will mm-hmm. it be next year? Probably not. Yeah. And it's also what? $299, $399. Like this is going to be like a premium, you know, maybe, tool. maybe, yeah. Like, maybe that's what could I be see. like Apple pencil <laughs> pro. I don't think it right. would be that kind of price, Brad, but I think maybe mm-hmm. like 150 instead of a mm-hmm. hundred mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But hey, they've saved, they continue to surprise me with pricing, so who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The The funniest thing is the comment section of the Mac Rumors, which, you know, I, we never rec- recommend to read comment sections, but I, I scrolled down and just kind of ran into it. Um, scribble pen all up in the comment section. Just Amazing. people people mentioning the scribble did do, do you remember the scribble like like this just like this failure like it's this whole thing like even outside of our little world because it was it's essentially it was a technology device right so there's definitely some like crossover ideas for the scribble pencil and it was such a big you know the original such a big scammy kickstarter you know it was aggregated everywhere because it was so stupid um that people still just anytime they see any kind of like device color picking everyone goes scribble pen and it's just hilarious all right um speaking of pen mike uh, i want to talk real quick about the pen have you seen the pen i've read your review of the pen (laughs) from bullet journal so bullet journal worked with leuchterm which was their original notebook manufacturer for the um bullet journal that you and i invented uh that collaboration right just out of out of thin air me and me and you are responsible for that i'm never gonna let that go um that, are we? that is uh it, we were the ones that recommended leuchterm to Ryder. So. oh yes when we had him on the show it's like oh you <laughs> yeah. might like this kind of notebook yeah right, right, yeah, right, right. yeah. so uh-huh. now they have a long-running partnership with leuchterm they make the the bullet journal version 2 notebook is amazingly good so i i uh, implore people to check that out you don't have to be a bullet journaler to use the notebook it's just um it's mostly you know open pages you know no what's so good about like, it like pre-printed the paper quality and the build quality right um it's it's everything is upgraded from like you say your traditional loitch term a5 uh-huh. the the binding the cover the paper thickness uh the construction of it it just feels substantial right it feels really really good so it's oh, super nice i so, bought one of these what am i talking about yeah i bought one of these <laughs> they're great and they're yeah. they're fairly priced they're like 25 mid 20s mid 20s i was genuinely shocked by the uh quality of like all the foil stamping and stuff like i don't yep. know how they are making it for the price that they're making it especially that it comes with the little pocket guy like i just can't work it out yep they must just be making it in such huge volumes i guess that's the, honestly the only way that I feel like you could sell this product for twenty five euro, which is they sell it for, mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. money on it. Is they must be they must be in large volumes. Yeah, because when they launched it, they sold out like immediately. So yeah. I don't know what that volume looks like, or you know, well, if it was just actually, like a you know what? slow launch. It's probably piggybacking on the volume that Leuchtturm make for their regular book, and they're able mm-hmm. to like put a part of the production in for Bullet Journal. And so, I don't know because this one this is different than any other uh, notebook that they make. Oh, really? Then I don't yeah. know why they do it. There's not, right, there's not a stock. I don't, there's not a stock version of this notebook, as far as I'm aware. Not okay. that I've ever seen. So it's different to the regular Lloyd's Term 1938 than in its construction. Is that what you're saying? Well, 1917. 1917. Yep. Uh, well, all 1938. Just, you know, one or the yeah. other. Whatever. Whatever. Yes, it's different in construction. So I absolutely don't know doing it then, man. different dimensions. Di- yeah, different everything. So anyway, the the Dre Griffel, um, the pen is 
was originally a Leuchtturm product again that Leuchtturm just launched in 2020, but they made this design that is really like a throwback design to like early 1900s, like German, you know, pen design. It's a really classic looking pen, but Leuchtturm launched it with like a dozen different colors. Um, it's an aluminum barrel and all the aluminum barrels are like these bright colors and like the nose cone and uh, twist mechanism were white. And it's just this really super very uh, Instagrammable pen and also like a very good pen in, in its own right. So Bullet Journal collaborated with them to make a Bullet Journal model and it looks fantastic. And that's that's the kind of the reason I wanted to to bring this up. It's just a really unique pen. It's on the smaller side of the ledger, right? It's not a a big, big, chunky, overbearing pen. It's like a subtle type of pen that would go really good in conjunction just sitting right, right next to your bullet journal. And interestingly enough, it ships with a 0.5 millimeter gel refill. And I talked about this on our gift guide with Hana that this pen surprised me so much that I thought it would be a great gift guide. I knew I wanted to review it, and then I'm also giving it away um, on the blog, which I, I do a lot on review products. So I just thought it was worth pointing out. And what I missed in the beginning is the, the stock uh, Dragerfell from Leuchtturm. It, it just comes with a ballpoint um, refills. And like I said, the bullet journal one comes with a 0.5 millimeter gel Parker style refill. The... Stock Leuchtturm apparently also comes in a mechanical pencil, which I haven't seen. So people know how much I enjoy my mechanical pencils. So I'm going to look at that huh. to, uh, I need to add that to the 2023 shopping list, Mike, I think, because I think it's such a neat design. It's smaller than it appears on the pictures, right? Like I, I probably didn't do enough good comparison shots. I have like a handheld shot. And you can see like how small it is. Um, but I, I like small pens anyway, so it's right up my alley. So I really love the look of the Leuchtturm version, the Dragfell. Because mm -hmm. what I don't like about the look of the Bullet Journal one is the nose, that cone, like the cone, the mm -hmm. tip that goes all mm -hmm. the way down in brass. Like, it mm -hmm. looks a little awkward to me with how long it is. Mm -hmm. But the Leuchtturm version has a grip section, basically, and then also the tip of the pen, right? So I yeah, just think design-wise... That feels more intentional to me. Like I like it more. Where I think with the Bullet Journal one, it looks to me like something went wrong. Mm, it's a little starker of a line in the design, visually right. speaking, with the Bullet Journal with the black and yeah. brass. I love right the black and brass. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it think it's fantastic. too large. That like just singular brass section at the end, right? So that was my only complaint. Like some people will not like the the grip area of yeah. that pen because you can get too low and then you start tapering down the cone there. Uh, but um, like you can grip it a little bit further back too. So yeah, it is a little bit um, in the weird zone from a, a grip perspective. Like I didn't have a problem with it because I actually grip a I grip kind of on the nose cone itself in that that particular yeah. pen the way I hold it, and it didn't bother me. But I, it would bother some other people for sure. All right, Mike, um, one of the topics we like to cover here is a bit of a tag along to your Cortex themes, yep. um, which I enjoy talking to you about. Now, you have an episode of Cortex, episode 136, where you and Gray, this is the most recent episode, right? This was the last episode? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't put one out in January yet. Okay, so where you and Gray go over your previous yearly themes 
talk about when, you know, what went well, how things went, then talk about, um, your themes for 2023. And uh-huh. it's an idea that I've always, you know, appreciated that y'all, y'all came up with because it's kind of how it, it's definitely like in line about how I think about, you know, coming into a new year, not necessarily making resolutions because you're just kind of setting your up yourself up to fail in kind of these black and white situations mm-hmm. a lot of times with these resolutions and the idea of a theme, just having this overarching kind of like guide or, you know, light you're like you're heading towards kind of thing um, is, is really a good way to think about, you know, starting a new year. If you want to implement some change in your life, yeah. right? You're that, setting yourself f- up to be able to succeed rather than setting yourself up to fail. Like mm-hmm. resolutions, strong resolutions or goals that have uh, a completion state to them. Mm-hmm. They are inherently there t- for you to fail on. <laughs> Because and like one of the you know some of the great ones that like we've come up with over time, we use as examples of like you know if you said I want to read twenty books this year, but you read nineteen, well you didn't mm-hmm. didn't do it, you you failed. But if right. you instead made it the year of reading, you'd be like, wow, I read nineteen books this year, because that is a success if it's more than what you've done before, right? Like and that was the whole idea of the year theme. Mm-hmm. So like a mm-hmm. a theme for the year will allow you to just focus on a thing and if you make any positive improvement towards that thing is great like for example you know like um people might try and say like oh i want to get stronger in the gym this year so i'm going to do a bunch of uh health training and like in strength training Mm -hmm. but then what if you hurt yourself and like for a month you can't but then you focus on your mental health well if you had a year of health rather than i just want to get stronger this year then right. you'd be like, well, I focused on my mental health for that month, so I still contribute. So it's that kind of idea of like you're giving yourself a little bit of leeway while also allowing you to improve your life in a way that you care, that you care about that's meaningful to you. Right. So I like these, these thoughts uh, going into the year. In the past, I've done like um, year of ideas, mm-hmm. year of creativity. Um, a lot of it is you know, me thinking about, okay, how can, you know, you know, do like a good work, good work-life balance. You know, it's a lot of personal stuff like that. And you're, you're a lot the same way listening to yours. Um, and then I'm going to take it a little bit today. I'm going to talk about that, but you know, I'm going to relate try to relate it to how I use stationary because really that's okay. like y'all, y'all cover all the theme stuff right on, on cortex and talk about how the hows and whys. And I'm going to do a little bit of that and then think about, how I can implement like stationary in getting to these goals or getting to these, you know, living up to these themes. And, you know, I definitely have some questions and I'm still a little bit working this out. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and tell you the, the theme for this year is the year of the healer, which I will greatly explain here momentarily. And it'll make a lot of sense, um, momentarily, but I just like, if anyone, we have any uh, Cortex listeners here, if you listen to Mike, he changed his theme like five minutes before the show. He finally came up with a name. I was having trouble coming up with a name for this, but the idea I had for myself in 2023 was I need to be better with myself, to myself, to the world around me when I'm off when I'm not working and, you know, I think of it, you know, just like an on and off switch. Right. 
and trying to think about this, you know, I've you being a video game fan and me being a video game fan, you know, and the classic Dungeons and Dragons, you know, idea of a of a party, right? You know, you have your your warriors and your healers and your your rogues and your wizards and things like that. And the healer's job is to keep everybody alive, but what's the one thing the healer can't do? Well, yep. the, the healer can't die, right? The healer has to heal themselves first, right? Before they can heal anybody else. And that's kind of like the concept I was working on this year. Um, as let me, let me say it this way. I know what I do good, right? And so when I started thinking about the theme I had to say, what do I do good and what do I do bad? And I think I'm a pretty good worker, right? Like, I think I do my job well. Now, there's obviously huge room for improvement, huge things to change in in those areas. But I'm never going to be great or do better work if I'm in a bad mood Uh outside of work. If I'm thinking about work when I shouldn't be working, if I'm not taking care of myself first when I'm not tasked with getting, you know, a job done. Right. So I feel like when I'm working and when I'm on, I'm really good. Like I'm confident in what I'm doing. I feel accomplished. Um, you know, there's obviously things I want to change and you want to keep improving. And I'm at my worst when I'm not working and I'm sitting around thinking about working. And I'm sitting around, oh, should I check my email? Well, no, I shouldn't check my email. Well, now I'm thinking about checking my email for the next two hours, even though it's like seven o'clock at night. And I really did. There's no, nothing good is going to happen by doing that. And it's this mindset that I have that I'm not taking my downtimes more seriously to be even better when I am working or when I am on. So like my off times just don't work well for me and I get myself in bad moods. I'm not the best husband. I'm not the best dad. You know, all of these things just kind of roll up together. So the idea is, hey, I have to take care of myself when I'm off a little bit better. And that makes being on that much easier, right? So like, I feel like I have a good work. I have a good relationship with working, but I don't have a good relationship with not working, which is strange to say. And it's it's definitely a unique situation because I, I just work for myself, right? Like I don't, I'm not responsible to anyone else. You know, like I'm obviously responsible to my family, but like as far as a job goes, like I am only as good as like the things I create. So it, weigh, it, it weighs on me differently than, you know, if I have a corporate job or if I work in a group or things like that. So this is very specific to me. And I, I definitely, you know, admit that. Um, so like the things I do good, you know, I, I, I'm really good at working around a schedule. I'm really good at executing tasks, right? I'm good at helping people. I'm good at, you know, creating like a positive environment. I'm good at creating an open environment. Like those are the things I do good. Like the things I want to do better is to be more content when I'm not on. <laughs> like I'm really content when I'm working. Can I you ask know, you a question real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah on please. and off. Do you mean yeah. like feeling good or on work? Like what? Do, what is on and off? Yeah, on work. 
Okay. You know, I, I mean, like physically working versus like the act of working versus the act of not working. Yep. So on would be working, you know, working, you know, on the blog, on the podcast, on spoke, on any of that stuff. And then off being when I'm not, you know, working. So yeah, not like on a, not like on a mindset, but being like on the job or off the job mm-hmm. type of stuff. So like I have a hard time when I'm not working, but I'm also a person that, cannot and will not work all the time right that's not my mindset but i don't give myself like this this grace of being off i don't i don't do off well (laughs) so that's like what i'm trying to work on you know if i can be good when i'm off that just makes the on that much better right and like getting in the right headspace when i'm off like that's that's a tough time that's a tough thing for me you know and i think a lot of people experience that yeah. my my alone time attitude is very challenging sometimes right like i don't have a really good baseline of being off so it's where it's do you an, think that comes from though is it because like you've always got that one step in your mind back into work like is that yeah because the work is like this singular responsibility right uh-huh. like and it's it's not overbearing or overwhelming, but it's always there, and only I'm responsible for it, right? Yep. Like I, you know, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going into an office where there's ten of us, like, you know, you know, going towards the same goal. It's like it's it's me, right? Like mm-hmm. I am responsible. Um, so you know, I I try to think about those things and try to. I never feel burdened by work when I'm working, right? But I feel burdened by work when I'm not working. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, you're, you're actively in it. You're progressing it forward. Yeah. But then when you're not there, you're like, oh, could I be doing something more right now? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, uh, all the work stuff I do, like writing and sharing content, creating content, and, you know, doing all that stuff, like, that's all great. All kind of pulls towards the the same goal, the same, like, the panatic job. Like, it, it's, it's all really good. So, it feels a little bit weird to not focus on the work stuff, but that's where the healing comes in. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not a good healer, if I'm not taking my care of myself when I'm not working, well, work's going to be worse right work's gonna suffer if i'm not taking care of myself first when i'm not working so the hard part of this is you know what how can i track this you know or how do i have tasks or deliverables and it's hard to have like these little check boxes for hey uh relax better right (laughs) you know uh take care of yourself better like that's broad right so High school and college me would have been shocked by this next statement that I'm about to make, but I actually genuinely love writing. Like, I like the experience of writing. I like the thought of writing. Now, I'm, I'm not going to write a book, right? Like, I'm not going to write stories, but just the act of releasing ideas with a pen onto the page is very enjoyable to me. The act of exploration of, you know the paper and the ink or the graphite or any of that stuff. So this goes into, Hey, journal more, you know, write more, be more creative when you're not working. And like, I've never been a traditional journaler and I'm, I'm not going to start now. Like I've, I've proven over the years that like traditional at 
2.30 on the page that says January the 4th, okay, go, that, that doesn't work for me, right? Like, that will never work for me. It does not work for me. Um, but just having an open page where I can write stupid stuff or I can think about, hey, what does it mean to heal yourself first? <laughs> you know, those kind of yeah. things. I like that type of writing. I really enjoy the tactileness of it too, right? It's the separation of the analog and digital, which I know a lot of us struggle with, right? That's yeah. why we're here talking about pens, right? It's it's different. And how can I use my pens and paper to be to heal myself better when I'm not working, right? Because I I some of this sometimes the pen and paper is work, right? Like if I'm reviewing or testing or doing that stuff. And I, I'm pretty good at separating that type of work writing versus pleasure writing, but I don't know enough pleasure writing. I don't know enough exploring. So, you know, I started a five-year journal this year. So that's one little task that I'm using to, hey, write one or two sentences a day, right? Take this little journal and it's, there's like each day has like six lines and it's like this very short, compact thing. It's like, okay, let's start here, Brad. Let's write one thing and it doesn't I don't even there's no rules in that I'm not it's not a gratitude journal it's not a pen tracking journal or ink tracking journal it's just like hey talk about today real quick anything specific you know can, I could write it at nine o'clock in the morning I could write it at nine o'clock at night there's no like hard fast rules other than it has to be done every day that's where I'm starting right so I'm starting there and then that has made me want to write in my notebooks more so just thinking about this yearly theme for 2023, I've written, you know, just like two pages in an A5 notebook, just exploring thoughts. And like a lot of it's garbage. Like it doesn't matter like that. I don't worry about what goes in my notebook. I just worry about like doing it, like picking up the notebook and the pen and writing like just for myself. Yeah. Right. So like, do I have any like tasks or deliverables for this? Like one of the things I want to do is just maybe think about like the things I'm consuming a little bit more because I'm a very avid music listener. I like to read books. I like to play games. And maybe I take some time to have like a little bit of a media journal, right? Just like like I get to use my stuff, right? You know, that's always important to all of us, using your stuff, you know? So maybe I explore, hey, this new album I listened to today or this song from 30 years ago that's all of a sudden now in my playlist. Why? Like, think about those type of things. And I give, by doing that, like being direct about that, it gives my brain this complete separation from work. Mm -hmm. And I found whenever I've done that, that I have a better, like a more healthy relationship with myself, you know, with my family, my friends, my work. So this hall kind of ties back into the year of the healer for me. You know, I can't heal anyone else. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not trying to say it that way. Like, oh, I need to heal people or things. I'm not saying it in that context. I'm saying I can't be my best me unless I take care of myself first, right? Which is the real, you know, common, common thing that a lot of us try to work on. It's like, well, I need to work on myself. And then like everything else kind of comes easier. But like putting that down in writing and actually writing about it and thinking about these things, uh, that's something I'm going to work on. So figuring out what that balance is. And I know you've talked a lot about this and yeah. we, I was listening we to you. We have pretty similar themes. Yeah. Um, I was it, listening to you way, yeah. 
yeah, in this episode, I was like, I'm just nodding my head. It's like very similar. It's like, we have to have some type of separation in like work-life balance, right? That's like the common phrase, mm-hmm. but then figuring out what it is that's going to work for you specifically, you, Mike, and me, Brad, what are the things that are going to work specifically to set us up for success in other areas of our life that we want to be successful in too, right? Like we're not focusing on one specific thing. I'm not, I'm not focusing on you know, hey, watching more movies because that's going to make me a better pen addict writer mm-hmm. per, like directly, but I'm focusing on watching more movies because my mind needs the space to escape and give me the freedom that I'm when I'm working, I can work better because I'm not thinking about other things. Or when I'm off, I'm not thinking about work. I'm thinking about the movie that I'm watching instead of like, you know, looking at messages or things like that. So, Yeah, like it's a pretty common idea, right? Overall, I think, you know, a lot of people probably have like very similar ideas and concepts, but, you know, figuring out the way you can break it down that is is most useful for yourself. Like, I think that's my challenge, like over the next week, like I've really been thinking about this a lot and, and writing things down and trying to figure out like, you know, I want to talk to you real quick and get you to shout out the theme system journal. Like, I think that's a great product. Like I've used it in the past. And um, like I, I can't really mix in another journal right now. I'm going to do this five-year journal and that's kind of like my journaling for that. But what I really like, and I said this to you in the past, like I can't believe how valuable I found like the habit tracker pages yeah. in there. Or you might call them, there might be a different terminology for that. Uh, we, uh, we differ on that a little bit. It is like a habit mm-hmm. tracker. We call them like daily yeah. themes or daily questions yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, and for me, like these are things that they persist year after year, no matter what my theme is, because I consider these the like, all right, I can have a theme and my theme can be focused on whatever I want it to be, but to actually be, to be like effective in all of the things that I need to be, there are certain things I have to hit every day. Like, am mm-hmm. I being creative today? Am I advancing something forward? Am I being a good husband? Am I being a good friend? Like I still have to do all that stuff. If I don't do that stuff, that's like my foundation, then I can't move anything forward. And then right. over time, I've added some in, right? And sometimes they relate to my themes. So like uh, my last year was year of structure and I added structure and free time into my daily things because I've realized they're important for me throughout the day. And then this year, I added something called home because that's also important to me right now. And like they can mm-hmm. move on and off, but like they're the things that are like I have to do those every day. And like really, the, the theme system journal exists to remind you about your theme. Right. It's like if you right. find another way, do that. Like you don't have to buy the journal to do this thing. Right. Like having a theme. And thinking about that and working on that does not require the journal, but it is just a good way to like keep that in the forefront of your mind. But if you're doing that in your five-year journal, then do it in mm-hmm. your five-year journal and keep your theme right. in mind that way, right? <clears throat> right. And I do want to. I one of my tasks is to like think about these daily themes a little bit more and how I want to integrate. Like you, you have to have a, as much as you and I hate this this corporate word. You have to have some deliverables, right? Like yeah. you, you have to have some accountability to making yourself better, right? Like there's there has to be some hard stuff in here, right? Yep. It's, it's just not all la la land. Just trying to you know, oh, I'm gonna just gonna do whatever. I'm gonna go watch a movie now and read a book. Like you have to have some accountability to have some like real gains in like trying to improve. Your 
yourself. So like maybe I roll my own like little daily themes or habit tracker mm-hmm. or things like that. Or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm been bouncing around looking at a few apps. I don't know that that's going to be a solution because they, uh, there, there tends to be more too much overhead. I really um, men- like mentally you can imagine. I disagree mm-hmm. with doing this stuff in an app. Like I know yeah. that people have their own ways of doing things, but I think that the, there is such value in sitting down and writing it out, especially because it's then different to everything else you're doing on your phone. Yep. Right. And especially so for like, me, right? Yes. Like who has, literally has all the stationery in the world. Like it, it would be very easy to like roll my own. So like I've, I've downloaded like six apps and I'm just like, I'm opening and like, lasting like 30 seconds at instant deleting. So I see where this is going. Like that's mm-hmm. not going to be something that works for me, but Hey, guess what? This notebook is, or, you know, any, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> we got a little, little, little personal here, not totally yep. stationary driven, but like the stationary is such a core part of my life. And it, I don't just mean my work life. Like it is, it is important to me regardless of my job and how can I use these pens and paper to improve myself. And like, I really want to work on myself this year just as this baseline, like that was my original name for this theme, the year of the baseline, but I I couldn't really wrap my head around that. But if I have this good off, off baseline, then that just makes on that much better. And like, I feel like I'm pretty good at on, but it could be better. So, but how am I going to do that? Well, I have to be better when I'm off. And uh, that's, that's a challenge for me. So I'm going to work on this. I mean, like, so basically if I can, I just want to try and summarize on your behalf, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there are kind of two areas that you're looking to focus on with the year of the healer is one is just like switching off from work more and being more present in whatever the thing is, right. That you're doing that's outside of work and then two using the things that you love as a way to give you comfort as well as content yep yep yeah i love it that way we're pretty similar like so my theme this year is the year of the weekend which is a fan of this music yeah effectively like yeah, I, I have had uh, uh, Blinded by the Lights. Is that the, mm-hmm. the name of the song mm-hmm. from The Weeknd in my head like, <laughs> constantly? I love The Weeknd, by the way. I great, did. great yeah. musician. Um, but the for me is, in essence, I want a better work-life balance and mm-hmm. something I have not done for like maybe a decade is like truly have weekends. Like... Mm-hmm in a way that like you work Monday to Friday and then you have two days off. And like during those two days, you're not working because you're not at work. You're like, that's like a very typical thing that I think less and less people have these days, but was a thing that I used to have and is a thing that is achievable if you have a good kind of working environment. So it's more about like then when I have days off work, like one, t- one thing is making sure I have those days off every week, uh, at least one Two ideally, but you know, and then when I'm taking them off, is to do a selection of things that's either a nothing, right? right? B spending time with my loved ones, or C doing something to improve my home. Like that. That's kind of like the real simplified version of what the year of the weekend is for me. But there's a bunch of other yeah. stuff to it, and I won't do the whole thing because there is a podcast where you can go and hear it. You know, but that's yeah. kind of my idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think like, that we're we're circling on some similar stuff. This time definitely around. definitely one of my favorite uh tweets from last year uh, that that i made i don't think know that it's it's not unique but like my my comment was do nothing better 
Yeah. And like, that's really hard. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it should be easy, but it it's not in the, in this day and age and the, like the type of uh, like work that I do and, and things like that. So like, I'm always, you know, thinking about things when I shouldn't be. So yeah, we got, got some work to do there. So uh, I love it. I love this idea. I love it. Just, um, you know, the idea of themes just to, you know, help us uh, be better people, do better, do better work. And, uh, lead better lives. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh stationary, uh, that drives mine. And, uh, I, I look forward to exploring even more and we'll, we'll talk about stuff. Believe me, I, yeah. I've used plenty of stuff right now. I'm super mad at sheening inks, like what y'all already know. I am not, I don't like super sheeners, but I'm really mad. I've been using the sheening ink in my pen and it's really, really great. And it's beautiful on the page. And then I come back a day later and if my hand's a little wet and I touch the page, guess what? It gets on my fingers and that makes me mad. So I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Super sheeners uh, tend to not uh, dry very well not dry very well i mean they're technically dry on the page but you cannot like touch them again right if you touch them you're going to smudge them even if it's days or weeks later so anyway let's cook a pizza yeah let's let's talk about something we can be doing in our downtime (laughs) yeah this episode is brought to you by uni pizza ovens the world's number one pizza oven company they make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood charcoal or gas letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. Uni Pizza Ovens are special because they've reached these really high temperatures. You can get up to like 900 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 500 degrees Celsius. That high temperature will let you do two things. It will let you cook a restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds and give you that quality in your own backyard. But that heat, that restaurant quality, right? That's what you're going to get with that heat. This high temperature is what separates these pizzas from those that you can make in a home oven. And with Uni Pizza Ovens, you can get the different flavors that different types of uh, fuel will provide, right? So you can get a wood oven, you can get a charcoal oven, you get a gas oven, it's going to give you slightly different uh, outcomes, which is why they also make a model called the Unikaru, where you can choose, like you have all of that available to you, which is cool. Um, I know Brad has the Unicoda 16, which is mm-hmm. great because it can do large pizzas up to 16 inch with an L-shaped burner at the back to give even heat distribution across the whole pizza itself. Like it really is incredible stuff. They're super easy to use and incredibly portable. They have all the accessories that you're going to need from peels to cutters to oven tables. Uni make an app to help perfect your dough recipe. We've spoken about Uni a lot. I think one thing we want to do today, Brad, is congratulate Uni for their 10 years which they celebrated recently. I know that we were both talking with Christian, who yep. is one of the co-founders of Uni, because Christian's a big pen addict. So hi, Christian, <laughs> yep. if you're listening. Yep. Um, but yeah, just 10 years of doing this stuff. And they are a company that like, I just can't fathom it's just how huge they are now. Like, it's incredible to me. Uh, you know, we knew them from when they started, when they just had the one model, right? And it was like yeah, the like backyard, one model. like little yeah. backyard pizza. Hey, uh-huh. you want to come over? I've got, I'm doing this thing. <laughs> and and, and now like, they're just like everywhere. They're in department like stores. Up. I've seen in the UK and in the US in department stores. I see them all over like YouTube. Like I just see people using yep. them all in YouTube videos. Like, this is incredible. They really are the best. Like it's such good. They make such a good product. If you have any inclination to want to make pizza, you should be getting yourself an Uni Pizza Oven. And listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni Pizza Oven by going to uni.com, O-O-N-I.com, and using the code ADDICT2023 at checkout. That is uni.com, 
addict 2023 for 10% off uni pizza ovens are the best way to bring restaurant quality pizza to your own backyard our thanks to uni pizza ovens for the support of this show and relay fm I, they do have a little temperature laser accessory you know like a thermal reader yeah like uh, i like playing with that thing that and like awesome. i i'm so like you know you, we nerd out about this stuff and like if i get like a really good temperature like if i get in the eights like, like get in the 800s like i don't see 900 very often but you can get there but i'm not patient enough <laughs> um but like i'll show my wife i was like ooh, check this out 825 <laughs> it's like sweet <laughs> that's gonna cook in like 30 seconds it's awesome so yeah love my uni love my uni all right um real quick little segment here um a little bit tacking on to like the year uh, not necessarily a theme but kind of like what we're looking for from stationary and we generally don't do like forecasts or predictions or things i want to see from the industry because it's i don't mean this in a bad way it's generally static right like it's you know there's well, there's always surprises every year some new design or some new concept or someone doing something interesting with you know some existing materials or shapes or anything like that so like i kind of just let it come to me right i'm not mm-hmm. going out there saying hey i really want to see this this year um but i do have products i'm personally looking for this year but i thought you you and i kind of are on the same terms and you said it in the doc here kind of what I'm alluding to and why why don't you just go ahead and lead and say what you what you wrote down here because I think that's a good jumping off point if there's something I'm looking for from stationary this year is I want products that will surprise me like I I want Mm -hmm. there to be things that come onto the market that are new or different in a way that I hadn't expected or doing something in a different way like one that i'm interested in and i don't think i don't think you've got it yet or you haven't spoken about it um is the shown design nib yes right like, yeah w- this is the kind of stuff where i'm like that kind of thing like well how different is it and like what could it be you know like i want to see things that are new that's what I, I want this year. Not just like a new design, but like someone's taking something and going in a new direction with it and getting different results to what we would have experienced before. I don't know if that's going to do that, but that's the kind of thing right. where maybe it will, you know? That's exactly right. And uh, we have talked about the Monarch nib. Um, it's now released and you can get in uh, different batches. That are, you know, they're a very particular nib and difficult to make. So um, we'll put a link in the show notes to the Monarch page and you can pick like the group, like the month manufacturing group that you want and you, you can get on there now. I'm waiting until there's, I'm going to see if there's a new nib size because this one's a little bit wide, right? That's just the, the design of the pen of the nib so far. So I'm going to, I'm waiting and see, but that's exactly like what I want to see. Something that surprises me, something that's interesting because I'm very content with the things that I have. Like it's a good place to be, but also as someone who follows the industry and who is always on the lookout for new stuff, like I I see plenty of new stuff, but like what is really going to like move the needle and, you know, maybe it's something like the Monarch nib. And and I think that's like a super pleasant surprise. Right. And it's also, I know that it's also a very, you know, very specific, unique product for very, very few people. Right. So that's why, one of the, the categories I always look at is, you know, just for, you know, 
uh, ease of, of saying it, it's just, you know, Japanese gel ink pens, right? Like that market is one where there's sometimes some fun stuff that happens and then that bleeds into other types of products and other type of stationery. One thing I would like to see just big picture, and I've mentioned this in years past, just about companies in general. I really think we can do like collectively as a stationary industry, having um, some more paper options and not necessarily in paper types, but in, I'm a real big believer in these big companies, say like the Japanese big three pilot, Sailor Platinum, even brands like Pelican, we saw Lamy do it, is making their own notebooks and committing to saying, hey, this is what we believe in, in, in paper. And I, I always want to see that. And Lamy started to branch out a little bit and they've done some good, good jobs with their own notebooks. I want to see like the big brands surprise me with some paper, right? Huh. We have great paper from paper manufacturers, Midori, you know, one of my favorites, Moramon. Kakuyo, life like we can we can name a thousand paper brands like we pl- believe me we have plenty of paper but i kind of want to s- i kind of want a, a statement of work from some of the pen manufacturers hey pilot what do you think a notebook should be right they make some paper products they make some like letter writing products you know sailor what do you think you know a notebook should be like maybe they're not interested maybe sailor just wants to make inks and pens and nibs and that's enough and robots i guess but you know i i kind of i don't know i i really like for something as simple as a notebook for companies to like you know plant a flag and say hey this is what we believe in so i i would kind of like to see that i don't know if we will but you know who knows just one of those things that's always I've always found interesting as a watcher of the industry that why doesn't pilot tell me, Hey, this notebook, it will be awesome for your pilot nibs and pilot inks. Huh? Just, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. So anyway, um, I do have a small shopping list for my own pens collection that I I'm thinking about. Like I said, I'm mostly content and I'm working on, you know, we'll, we'll talk about later this month. The pen Attic 100 project is, is, uh, about to be rebooted here this month and, and oh, get, good. Some, get some real traction. One. Yeah. We need to get some traction on this. Like it, it just got, it just got hung up late in the year. It just yeah. got busy. You know, it's a, it's a big project. So um, like I said, I'm really content, but there are a few things that I'm monitoring. Um, maybe I'll end up with these products. Maybe I won't. One is the Pilot Decimo, which I've talked about a bunch. Um, I have plenty of vanishing points. I want the thinner barrel Decimo. And I could go out today and buy just, you know, one of the stock Decimos. But I'm kind of holding off for, like, the one. Like, I don't I don't want to really dabble in Decimos. I want to just, like, go right into the deep end and figure out, like, hey, this is the perfect one for me, even if it's some weird limited edition that I got to overpay for. But just be the one. Because I think in the end, I'm going to like the narrower barrel of the Decimo over the Vanishing Point. There's slightly narrower diameter. So I'm looking forward to that. So, you know, I'll, I hope to be at some more pin shows this year. Maybe I'll find one at a pin show that I'll, I'll pick up or find something on eBay or something. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not I'm not overly anxious to like just jump in and buy one. Any of these pins I could just go out and buy right now, but I'm trying to exercise some patience. Um, the Scribo Puma has been on this list for probably like two years now. They make it's, it's again it's a smaller pen acrylic they have a stock extra extra fine nib 
that they do and that's kind of what i want for this pen so they just came out with some new colors which i think are actually going to be I'll, I'll probably end up with one of the ones uh of these these three new acrylics that they did they're they're really pretty right up my alley kind of wild looking so that's probably that would that would be easier for me to just like come home with one day than a decimo because i think i've kind of already decided on the one that i want right now and then the last one is more broader in that the the idea of the toma pen is fantastic to me and in the past you know i've gotten to see some of their some most of their pens are like are gigantic and they have these gigantic pens and they these gigantic nibs but they've started to make a smaller model and i got to use one in san francisco so this smaller model fits my hand well and once i got to like a barrel size that I found that I enjoy from them. I was curious about the nib because they're, they're these very long nibs. Like you'll have to go look at them. They're very unique, um, almost like a custom made nib. But, and my, my concern was that they were going to be too flexy because they're very big and they're made from gold, but they're not. It was like a really firm nib. The one, the pen that I got to test. So now that's back on the list. Um, that's a, that's a mega expensive pen. Like that's something that I would have to really, really think about and really find the right one. That's not just something you buy on a whim. This um, reminds me a little bit of like, not really in style, but like in, in idea and, and there's like a, some similarity to the, is it Ebelwood? So the Elwood, so Elwood. that Elwood was probably my most interesting pen purchase from last year. Like yeah. it's one of my favorite pens. The Elwood pocket master is the model I have. Um, the Tomas are bigger. It's um, just, just something just about size it. Wise. Like you have to think about it. You want to yep. make sure you do it right. They're really well made, but there's also like a cylindricalness. Yes. To both yeah. of them, whether there's mm -hmm. a similarity that I feel. Yep. I think that's fair to like, they have the same idea, small maker, like one person shops, right. But they're making like really high end, really detailed, really almost custom. They're not necessarily custom, but it's that type of feel, right. You're buying something yeah. very, very special. So that was the, the Elwood was my celebration pin for episode yep. 500 and still like that was, I didn't do like really a pin of the year for like 2022, but that was probably one of my best purchases of the year, just in what I'm looking for as far as uniqueness, feel and style for me personally. Right. But yep. again, like you're alluding to, like, it's not for everyone, like not by a long shot. So what is the ordering process for one of these? I don't know. I okay. don't know. I would ask, uh, so CY has one. Um, I would probably ask my friends. I would. I'd probably just start a. Uh, probably start like an Instagram DM <laughs> with them, and say, "Hey, I see this model that you've shown. Can we do something like this? Like it would. It would be a process. Like right. you know, it's. I would imagine like this is not something you necessarily just go buy off the shelf, right? So, it would be a long term thinking about and. Um, building process to get something like this. So I kind of want to. I kind of want to see them again in person. Um, because I was kind of, I had written them off because of the size before, but now these, these smaller ones that they seem to be making more of, yeah. um, and getting to hold one going, Oh yeah, like this is going to be a problem. Like as soon as I got that in my hand, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, 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 it works for me when I thought it would just wouldn't work for me. So yeah, that's, uh. That's that's on the the big picture long term. Uh, I guess we need to get to episode a thousand for me to celebrate again. So it might be <laughs> like ten years from now I'll celebrate with that pen. 
start saving up now. I'm sorry, but that's going to be a really long time. <laughs> the, the one thing I kind of have in my mind for 2023 um, is I want to buy some stationery in person. Mm-hmm. I realize, you know, over the last couple of years, such I've added such little to my collection. And I think the biggest change for me is... I haven't been able to buy products in person. You know, I was going to a couple mm-hmm. of pen shows a year and I would spend the most money there and buy special things, things that I would fall in love with that way. And I feel like I need that to come back again um, for me. And so like, I'm trying yep. to work out what that's going to look like. By the way, Brad, I realize now something got lost in our break here, like mm-hmm. in, our, in our little time. I got the Bulbasaur pen. <laughs> Nice. It's you told sick. me it was on the way. So oh, let's man. save that for next week. I want a full right. breakdown. Okay. I want a full breakdown of that. Okay. Let's save that for next week because I yep. think that's a, the, a, I want to explore that a little bit. Okay. But yeah, I, you know, that, that was but, something where like I would have got that no matter what it was. You know what I mean? It right, could have right. been like, I don't know, like a pencil or whatever, you know. But, right. um, but yeah, but, I, I want to bring some stuff back in. But I don't know what. Like the only things that I've been adding to my collection consistently is Mark ones. You know, <laughs> I have like seven of them now or something ridiculous. I got a pretty sweet one. I don't you know got a pretty talk sweet about one. Uh, I mean, you can we could talk about it and show it off. But like, <laughs> so every year uh, Relay FM we we gift our hosts something like as a thank you for being with us another year. We've done like. Um, we did a, a wooden block that our friend friend of the show Mike Dudak helped us do. That was the first one. Uh, we've done like enamel pins. Um, yeah. We've done challenge coins. Challenge uh, coins. Uh, but mugs this year, and bottles. we yeah the Yeti mug, the bottle. Like this is stuff that just like hosts and some friends um, in like the art Discord mods get them too. Mm-hmm. But we did a, a custom Mark One. So we did like a we formulated a Cerakote color with Tom and Dan and did an engraving on it and I think it's sick. Oh I think God, it's, it's my so favorite. Good. I was so surprised. Oh, you did a Fisher Space Pen. I think the first year. I forgot. Was about that, that the one. first one? Yeah, first one. I been. think it was the black, the black one with the, the mm-hmm. engraving. But this is my favorite Mark One. I. I don't have as many as you, but I do have the orange one. So that's a pretty good. Like you know, I like the orange yep. uh, a lot. Tom and Dan sent me that because they know I like the orange. I think this is my favorite one. So it's like, I'll, I'll put a picture of it on Instagram. It's like There's not many of them. Blue. With mm-hmm. like some some like glitter in it, kind of like it's got like yeah. some some flex in there, and then like a goldy copper knock. It's yep. awesome. It's so yeah. good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Like I didn't know. Like I knew I could say to you, like, oh my god, thank you, but like I didn't want to say it out loud, like to the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until I got this permission. is just like one of those things. Like, <laughs> gang, no matter how much you may ask for it, like we're never gonna sell something like this for for yeah. relay. Because uh, it's pretty expensive, it's like a, a yeah. large commitment. Um, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to buy in on it, but like, yeah, it came out really good, really, really good. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, if you I post that on, post it. If I post that on Instagram, it's just going to cause y'all problems. So but, yeah, people uh, I always do it want just so everything, like the, the water bottles and stuff like that. Like we know, and like, there's nothing we can do yeah. about it. Yep, yep. So I appreciate that. That was really, really great. As soon as I opened it, I was like, oh god, yeah. So it was great. So, um. But yeah, one last thing, uh, just uh, revisiting what you said about being in person, like the the pin shows definitely make a difference to like, um, 
you know, like my enjoyment of the stationery. So I hope to get, hope to get back out there a little bit more this year. Um, that's one of the reasons why the Panatic 100 is delayed because I went berserk at, uh, San Francisco and Orlando and back to Mac months. I still have like, there's, I was still looking, there's, uh, two pens I haven't even used from Orlando yet. So that's why there was a little bit of delay in this project (laughs) getting going. It's like, I needed to regroup here real quick, take a break. Um, like I haven't really bought anything since then because I'm still going through using the stuff. So, um, um, I think next week we'll talk about using stuff, um, getting some new pens inked up for the new year, things I'm using, things I'm enjoying, um, things I'm going to work on uh, being being the healer and healing myself first um, Good man. Uh, with. So uh, getting some great enjoyment out of this stationary world in 2023, and I look forward to it. If you want to catch up with what we're talking about here, find some links. You can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 545. If you want to find Brad in the meantime, we go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com, twitch.tv slash penaddict, three times a week. Brad streams over on Twitch. You can go to penaddict on Instagram. Still doing Twitter? Uh, I'm around. I'm Daddy answering on Twitter. Yeah, I'm answering tweets. I'm not necessarily like direct posting. We yeah. should probably talk about that next week too. Talk all about right. like a little social media changes and things like that. So cool. we'll we'll update next week. But the best way to find all my stuff, if you go to penatic.com, I'm trying to do a really good job at keeping the menu bar up top all my current projects. So you can just click through all those links there for the podcast, for the stream, for any social media stuff that I'm doing and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can find me, I'm iMike on Instagram, I-M-Y-K-E, at mikehurley.net and at themesystem.com, where you can find out more about the theme system. Uh, this is a slight thing, thing we're working on, so we've always used RSTPA, right, in the past. Yeah. So that there are, you can still do the RSTPA in the ways you've always been able to, even if we're not using Twitter. If you are, oh, absolutely. you can do hashtag RSTPA, and they'll still go into our thing. If you're in our members' Discord, you can use question mark RSTPA. And now also, in the show notes for every episode, you will see a link that says Submit Feedback. You can click that link, and you will go to a form on the RelayFM website where you can submit your questions, follow up, whatever you want for the show, and then they go to us to look at. Brad, I'll tell you how to do that later on. Okay. Uh, this is a brand new thing. Or if you want to go to your web browser, go to penaddictfeedback.com. Nice. It will take you to the form. This Love is it. a new thing we're trying out. Because as more and more Relay hosts are not on Twitter or not on Twitter as much, or especially for me, not being on and people want to send follow-up and feedback, I don't want to make it out that like you should pay to be in the Discord as the way to get feedback to me and to us. Right. So this is a free way for you to just go to our website, you leave the feedback, um, and then we'll see it. Excellent, love it. So, well, yeah, we'll explore all these all these little uh, little slight changes uh, next week because I have a, a bunch of things I want to just kind of discuss. They're out there. Throw some links to share about some of the just technical changes and uh, social media changes that uh, I'm uh, using uh, and changing for 2023. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. We'll be back next time. Thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this episode, and thank you for listening. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>